From MPB Think Radio, this is In Legal Terms, a show all about you and your rights. I'm Sharita Brent here with Christiania Townsend, staff attorney with North Mississippi Rural Legal Services in West Point. Today, we'll talk about homeowners' rights as it relates to home ownership, foreclosure prevention, and the foreclosure process. What are some things people can do to avoid foreclosure? If they can't prevent it, what are their rights during the process? We'll also talk about a short sale as well and some other common mortgage concerns for homeowners. Give us a call with your personal experiences at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is the show all about you and your rights. I'm Sharita Brent here with Christina Townsend, staff attorney with North Mississippi Rural Legal Services in West Point. And today we're going to be talking about homeowners' rights as it relates to home ownership, foreclosure prevention, and the foreclosure process. Uh, what are some things people can do to avoid foreclosure? And if it can't be prevented, we'll talk about their rights during the process. And we'll also talk about a short sale as well and some common mortgage concerns for people, uh, specifically uh, low-income homeowners. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any personal experiences to share. If you need any clarity on foreclosure things and your rights as a homeowner, give us a call 877 or email legalterms at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Christina. Thank you so much for being on. We have a couple calls already to get to, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about uh, the legal services, uh, particularly the foreclosure prevention department and some of the things that you guys offer and uh, why we have you on today. Okay. Um, where our, our foreclosure department consists of a full-time attorney and a paralegal and one part-time assistant. And they all work out of the Oxford office, but they cover 39 northern counties. Um, and that division is specifically dedicated to assisting individuals with foreclosure prevention. Um, we are financially assisted in part by a grant from the 2015 Bank of America Foreclosure Prevention Program. Mm-hmm. And this is administered by the Mississippi Bar Foundation. We also have, um, we are authorized HUD counselors. And I actually, in my capacity in West Point, serve as a uh, counselor, home counselor, where we assist individuals with um, that are having financial issues, um, developing a pathway for actually paying their mortgage if they, you know, recognize early that they have financial issues. So we offer those services as well. So do you do you get a whole lot of people coming to you uh, needing this kind of assistance, um, and do you find yourself having to um, promote yourselves a lot to even let people know that this kind of assistance is available? We do find ourselves um, having to promote ourselves um, regarding informing the community about the fact that we do provide these services. However, one thing that is good is that a lot of the um, mortgage companies that have mortgages in Mississippi – when individuals that call in and convey that they have mortgage problems, 
the mortgage company will actually refer them to us or refer them to other sources. So, but we do find that a lot of times individuals uh, are not aware that these services are available. Mm. All right, we have a couple of early calls to get to. We're going first to Gilda, who's in Ocean Springs. Good morning. What do you have for us? Good morning. Um, I experienced, well, I'm presently in fighting a foreclosure, illegal foreclosure. I did a HAMP through Aquin Mortgage, which is, um, their headquarters is in Florida. And it started in 2014 uh, successfully. But in the beginning, I started getting incorrect documents from Aquin with wrong dates on it, incorrect names on it. Um, successfully completed my trial period, paid on time. I was supposed to get my final contract in October. October arrived. I was always told by by the case manager, oh, our computer systems are um, being updated. Uh, then later, I got it at the end of November, tried to make a payment in December. The system cut me out. I was being dual tracked, which I'm told is illegal. Um, different customer service people were being assigned to me, so I'd have to go back over and over and, you know, explain the situation with them. Uh, came 2015, I had a feeling something wasn't right. I was told I was approved, called in, got a new case manager. He said, oh, you, your payments don't start until March of 2015. Uh, then I got another document all over again, like if you are having foreclosure, if you're having payment problems, you know, we have the HAMP program. Like start the program all over again. So it's like I was in a cycle, a circle, hmm. and no one could could give me any answers, so I upscaled it to a supervisor, then finally got another case manager, and I was told I had been thrown out the program, uh, then I was put back in, went on my line, on the line, all of my payment histories had been erased, uh, so wow. I approved fees and penalties. Make a long story short, after six months of reviewing some of the documents I had, they had been taken out of the system, I sent them into them. Uh, which made my escrow short. They sold my mortgage to Soteris, which is another servicing for Fannie Mae. I had to explain to them, so I, for a whole year, I've been asking for documents, trying to track who owns my loan, why the payments were thrown out, and still getting dual tracked by both servicers. Um, so I've been trying to find an attorney locally. There are not very many attorneys in Mississippi. I am a foreclosure specialist myself, so I knew what to do. And the reason I was in that mm. position is I had a reduction of income. Um, well, so, well, let's get uh, let's get Attorney Townsend in just to uh, yeah. to to give some thoughts on that. And, and I'm sorry that all this has happened to you, <laughs> um, uh, Christina. Any thoughts? First thing I would say is that you need to contact your lender. Um, and your mortgage servicer first and speak with them, uh, you need to communicate specifically with the loss mitigation department. Um, inform them of the fact that you have, I guess, experienced some form of fraud or scam uh, entity and explain to them uh, what has occurred. My recommendation also is, is that you, you basically take time to type out or write out a chronology or a detailed listing of the events or dates and times of what has happened um, so that when you do communicate with your mortgage company that you will actually be able to let them know uh, what is going on. Um, any service where you actually have to pay for someone to help you with your services, um, definitely I would uh, raise an eye to that um, because there are plenty of services out there that will assist customers um, and individuals with paying for their mortgages without you having to pay anything. 
Okay. Everything um, that you said, I've done. I've written mm-hmm. letters. I have telephone conversations that have been recorded. I have a chronology. I've filed a legal complaint with the consumer, um, you know, agencies. Everything you said I've done with both agencies. Mm. Everything. So I'm at the point now I need legal representation to file a lawsuit because I have clear documentation of dual tracking and illegal penalties. And um, but that's where I am right now. But there are a lot of homeowners who don't know who to go to or where. I've gone to legal services. I've done Save My Home program. I've done all of that. All have right. Tried, so, yeah. have you tried the the uh, Have you tried the Mississippi Home Saver uh, program? Yes, I have, and okay. um, I I should have done 24 months to do where you can try while you're looking to improve your um, job situation. I mean, I have a degree. I'm a legal assistant, and mm-hmm. so I've done everything possible, dotted my eyes, crossed my t's, but. They put you in a cycle. When I say they, I mean the mortgage companies because they're out to make money. So, and so uh, they have whistleblowers that have said even Bank of America they were told mm-hmm. to delay sending documents to clients, to um, to homeowners, so they could accrue penalties and fees, which would throw them out of the program, and they would get bonuses. And that was released in a news article about maybe two months ago. So, so I'm so very Chris- informed. I'm just trying to find what attorneys are here that are um, informed to help homeowners who have no idea that they're being illegally thrown into foreclosure. Attorney Townsend, any any thoughts or or resources for her in that area? My recommendation would probably be to call call, uh, the HUD number uh, 1-800-569-4287 and ask them specifically for attorneys uh, that they can recommend in the area. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Gilda, thank you so much for that call. I'm so sorry you've had to go through all that, but it, it sounds like uh, you do know your rights, even as a foreclosure specialist, uh, good for you that, that you knew uh, all the steps to do up to this point. Uh, we have a call on the line. James is in Jackson. Good morning, James. Good morning. How you doing? Doing well. What do you well, have for us? Uh, well, I'm a veteran of 30 years military service. Okay. And uh, I got a VA uh, loan in the 80s. And... Uh, the company that um, took the mortgage loan, I guess, went bankrupt or whatever. But I happened to see a documentary the other morning. There's this company, well, I can call the name, it's Colonial Mortgage down in Alabama, Montgomery. And it was a scheme. And so another company bought, got, got my loan. But what they did was they added, I just found 30 more years to my annual. So my loan should have been paid off, but they added 30 years. And I was trying to find out how could they have 30 years without my permission, and they just told me I got to pay it. So I'm trying to figure out what legal uh, pathway can I go to get this uh, corrected, rectified, or whatever the case may be. As a president, I'm still paying on it. But uh, my loans have been paid off a long time ago, but the new company took it, added 30 more years, and I was wondering how can they do that mm. without, and uh, what kind of legal way can I go to try to get this corrected. Okay, we'll try to get an answer for you. Hold on just a second, James. Uh, your thoughts, Christina? Um, what I would recommend, James, is that you, um, you know, you, you get your uh, mortgage documents together for your actual, the loan that you signed, if you have those available. Um, and what you should do is you can call our um, a helpline that we have. Um, the number is 1-800-498-1804. Wait, 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 wait. 1-800-49 what? Sir, I'm so sorry, James. <laughs> uh, 
1804. Uh, this is to North Mississippi Rural Legal Services, and it's to our foreclosure prevention unit. And because you are, you do have a VA loan, there are other protections that you um, have that are available to you. Um, so let them know when you call that you actually are a veteran and um, there are possible assistance that, that you can be provided uh, for that. Okay. James, thank you so much for your call. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break in just a moment, uh, Christina, but I wanted to ask you about the importance of documentation. Uh, Gilda was saying that there were some things erased, uh, some things possibly changed. Uh, same thing with our last caller. So what, what, what are your thoughts on the importance of documentation and homeowner, homeowners and renters keeping up with their paperwork? Um, it, I cannot stress that is the, the most important thing. Uh, you have to keep a record of all of your communication. Um, it's very important as a homeowner um, you to keep um, your documents in a safe place. I always advise individuals to keep a binder or some form of a notebook um, with um, a date, um, any conversations that you have with any individuals on the phone, particularly um, making sure to get the uh, name or representative ID from the individuals that you speak with. Um, I also recommend as well, when you have a mortgage company to say make some form of a concession or promise, um, I recommend that the homeowner also, um, especially if you are having problems with uh, payments or you're behind, if there is some type of benefit that they uh, offer to provide you, you should actually get a fax number um, and get the mailing address, and I would follow up any communication with any promise or anything that they have done to assure you that they would work with you by sending a follow-up uh, response in writing, um, basically just to memorialize and, and something saying similar to, hi, this is John, um, I spoke with Becky um, this morning, and um, we talked about my account and um, these are the things that she told me, and I'm in the process of working on a special forbearance. So it's very important to not only keep copies of all of the um, communication or the, um, the correspondence that you receive in the mail, but it's also important that you make sure that you keep a uh, documentation of the actual contacts and calls that you make. Mm. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we have Danny on the line, and we have a few lines open. If you want to join the conversation this morning, we're talking about your right as a homeowner or a renter. We're talking about foreclosure prevention, your rights during that process. We'll talk about some things like loan modifications and loan reinstatements after the break. 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the conversation. 877-672-7464 or send an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brink here with Christina Townsend, staff attorney with North Mississippi Rural Legal Services in West Point. Today we're talking about your rights as a homeowner and renter as it relates to home ownership, foreclosure prevention, and the foreclosure process. And you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. We do have a few lines open. We'll talk in just a moment about um, the foreclosure process and your rights, loan modifications, loan defaults, things like that. 877-672-7464 is the number or email legal terms at mpbonline.org. Uh, Danny is in Slidell, Louisiana. Good morning, Danny. What do you have for us? Hi. Uh, I apologize for being a little bit raspy. I don't have any water here. But anyway, um, over the years, I've had to have uh, attorneys do several things like a trust uh, revision of my mother's trust and my will and my wife's will. And, you know, the charges were like $500,000, something like that. Well, my mother used to live in Washington State. That's where her trust was written. I brought her down to Slidell. She had a heart attack. <laughs> Excuse me. She had a heart attack and went back to the nursing home and then had another heart attack and passed away, mm-hmm. all within about three months. And so my brother and I are the beneficiaries of her trust. And I'm the successor trustee, and I was required to do bookkeeping, which I was having a terrible time doing because mom's money was, and her stocks were at Schwab, and you don't actually get you, – you get a statement, but you can't really balance. It's very difficult to try and get a, a, an actual balance. And so I have neglected to get it done for, well, it's going to be three years August that mom died. So my brother had several issues. He said he was going through a bankruptcy. He didn't want the cash. He didn't want the securities. And here we are almost three years later, and I haven't distributed the estate. So I went to one lawyer who said, I can't handle it. I went to another. He said, I can't handle it. I went to a third. I said, oh, yeah, no problem. I I thought I was getting a board-certified attorney familiar with trusts and tax concerns with trusts. After I got done with the initial um, two-hour phone call, he said that he needs a $7,500 retainer. Well, I had already, you know, started with him, so I really, I, I didn't want to quit at that point, but I thought that was an awful lot of money. And what he was going to do is just look over the statements and make an offer to my brother of what his portion would be. Well, his portion, according to the trust, each of us gets 50-50. There's just two of us, and whatever's in there, it's 50-50. And so... This lawyer, I've had her for two and a half months now. The first month, he took 1500 off of the $7,500 retainer. The second month, he took $2,200. So in the middle of May, I asked him for an interim statement because I, I didn't just want to be blowing the whole amount of money. Hey, Dan, Danny, thing. I'm going to jump in because I don't want you to get too deep into your uh, personal information. Uh, but okay. do, you, do you have a, a general question about uh, how well, we can help you? Yeah, well, what? I didn't get an interim bill in May, but when I got the June bill, he had used up the whole $7,500. He has not asked me for more money. But my question is, how do I find a, a reasonable and proper fee 
the, the lawyer my mother had was 265 an hour up in Washington. I had a lawyer down here do my will, and he was uh, 245. And this guy's 325. Now, okay. I don't know if that's a, 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 a normal amount for a lawyer who does a trust, but basically closing the trust should not have cost, you know, $7,500. It was just a matter of looking at the statements, coming up with a figure, telling my brother it's 50-50. Here it is. Okay, so oh. so let's see uh, what what uh, what Attorney Townsend uh, has to say. This is, uh, you know, kind of kind of a, a different topic. But uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, Danny's issues? And Danny, we're really really sorry to hear about the passing of your mother as well. Um, well, Danny, it sounds like you know you do have uh, some issues dealing with a, uh, a very convoluted trust issue. You are in Slidell, Louisiana, so uh, laws are different in Louisiana because they are under a civil system. And um, Mississippi is under a common law system, so that is um, on the, uh, the uh, you know, the common law is when I'm basically familiar with giving. But I will say in terms of fees and you're saying about your concern about finding an attorney with fees, attorneys are able to um, charge a reasonable fee um, based off of the actual work that they will do um, and the attorney is able to set that fee on the basis of, say, for example, an attorney that has been practicing in trust in the states for 20 years, certainly their hourly rate would be higher than, say, an attorney that was just barred last year. Um, so an attorney is able to bill, um, bill against a retainer based on the services and work that has been provided. Um, you indicated that you have received a detailed statement from the attorney. Um, my recommendation for you is, is that if you do have a very convoluted trust issue where there are a number of beneficiaries, et cetera, and there, there is land and other things involved, the more intricate that the trust is, it is certainly going to result in the fees being higher. Um, so that is the only thing I have to say there is that um, fees are reasonable, and it all depends on the attorney that you have actually decided to uh, retain, as well as the experience of that attorney. All right, Danny, thank you so much for your call. Um, so today we're talking about uh, foreclosure, the prevention process, and homeowners or renters' rights during that process. Um, so we can talk about some options specifically for low-income citizens or people in general who um, who are within the, the, the foreclosure process, um, options like a, like a loan modification. Um, or, well, let's start first with how does an individual get to the foreclosure process? Is this something that happens more often with low-income citizens or people who don't have a good understanding of their mortgage? Um, actually, it happens with, uh, you know, it can happen with a lot of people, but definitely it would uh, mostly happen with individuals that are not informed about uh, their finances or they are not aware of actually the legal um, foundation of their actual documents dealing with their mortgage, um, people in poverty often live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a situation where one flat tire, one, um, one family member being hospitalized on an emergency basis could possibly divert funds from the mortgage um, and end up basically sending that person into a downward spiral. Um, a lot of times we find that low-income individuals, they're good people. Their intent is obviously not to, um, 
they don't intend to not pay their mortgage. It's just that a lot of times they, uh, it sort of appears as one thing happens after the other because they are living paycheck to paycheck. So does predatory lending play a huge role in uh, foreclosures and those things leading to loan defaults? It does. Um, it does um, play some some role. I will say, though, um, that in uh, 2008 um, and in, in, in the changes with the, uh, a lot of the, the legislation and also under the um, Obama administration, there have been a lot of uh, relief as far as the uh, the predatory lenders, there was actually a class action um, with Bank of America and some of the other larger banks um, where they had basically given individuals very um, unfair or one-sided type mortgages, um, pretty much setting those individuals up for failure. Mm. And it, as a result, there was a class action where there was um, there, where it basically provided people opportunities the HAMP program, where it's the Home Affordable Modification Program, where it gives individuals an opportunity to reschedule their payments for up to five years. Wow. So there were programs and incentives that were provided for those individuals. Um, and it, with the HAMP program, it also is a very good program because it adjusts your interest rate. So with the predatory lenders, a lot of them were actually, um, we have seen where they were actually getting people into variable rate mortgages um, at a time when the prime rate was very low, um, at 3.95 and, and even lower. And so what ended up happening is, is that when prime rate went up, those mortgages went up, and an individual that may have thought that they were going to have a mortgage at $400 ended up having a mortgage about $1,200 a month, and certainly they wow. cannot that. So the HAMP program actually provides, um, was, was one of the ways that was implemented to basically give those individuals sort of a fresh start to reduce or forbear their principal. Um, so how does one become eligible for the HAMP program? Um, with, with those programs, you can actually apply for those. Um, if you're interested in doing those, again, uh, applying for any of those, you can call our our hotline at 1-800-498-1804, or you can go to our website at www.nmrls.com. Um, you can also go to www.makinghomeaffordable.gov, and it will provide you a listing of um, actual the different types of programs that are are available. If you're a person that is, say, I'm not a good numbers person or I'm really just in over my head, um, you also, when you go to the website, makingaffordable.com, uh, that website has um, HUD information where you can actually locate a housing counselor that is authorized to assist you with walking you through the process and explaining to you um, you know, the housing documents, et cetera, and um, they will locate a counselor for you in your area. 
All right. Sounds good. We need to take a break. When we get back, we'll continue talking about uh, foreclosure prevention, your rights during the foreclosure process. If you have any comments or questions or personal experiences, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. We'll also talk about what a short sale is after the break. And uh, can a bank just come and remove you out of your home if you have defaulted on your home loan? 877-672-7464 is the number or send an email to legalterms at mpbonline. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Kristenia Townsend, staff attorney with North Mississippi Rural Legal Services in West Point. Today we're talking about homeowners' rights as relates to home ownership, the foreclosure prevention process, and if you get into the foreclosure process, what are your rights then? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. We do have a few lines open if you have any questions about the HAMP program, loan modifications, uh, defaulting on a loan, things like that, 877-672-746. Four is the number, or you can email us at legalterms at mpbonline.org. Um, Attorney Townsend, talk with us about what a loan reinstatement is. Okay. Um, loan reinstatement is where you are able to, um, the, where the mortgage company agrees to allow you to, you have the, the, the money, the monies that are past due, and you have made, gone to the point where you're in for foreclosure but you are able to bring the balance up to where it is basically you are able to pay the amounts past due, and then it's an agreement where they allow you, they will reinstate you, I guess, at the, you know, they will reinstate you at the level where you will just continue making payments as if you're current. So it brings you current. Okay. And there are programs where the um, reinstatement program where, for example, the Mississippi Home Corporation, they actually offer a reinstatement program where they will um, help individuals that um, the past due amount, say if the, if the amount is two or $3,000 to bring that person current, if the person qualifies, then that person can get reinstated that way, and they will actually um, provide a check to the mortgage company that will bring the person current. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, Janet is in Biloxi with a question about a reverse reverse mortgage. Good morning, Janet. Uh, Yes, ma'am. Good morning. I just had a question, especially older people that used to make money and now they're on a a definite fixed income, how reverse mortgage possibly would help as far as maybe them staying in their home. Do you have any 
uh, pros or cons concerning this? All right, good okay. question, Janet. Thank you. So, you're, Janet, your question, you're, you're asking whether or not reverse mortgage is a good thing if the person doesn't currently have anything um, that they owe on their loan or? Yes, I mean, I've okay. heard someone tell me that, you know, if you only owe less than half or half on your mortgage, that if you do a reverse mortgage for X number of dollars, that that helps you to stay in your home, also upkeep your home while you're in it. But, of course, if anything would happen to you, there, that's another end of it. But I'm just wondering how good these reverse mortgages are. Um, really and truly, um, everything is, you know, on a case-by-case basis. With reverse mortgages, um, typically if a person is actually, say, having difficulty making payments on their mortgage, um, I would not recommend that the person do a reverse mortgage in order to get caught up on their payments. Um, the first thing I would do is, particularly if it's an elderly person, is have the individual to contact their mortgage lender and discuss with them they, um, they have a loss mitigation uh, division. And, and basically the person should notify the mortgage lender that they are experiencing difficulties paying the mortgage um, and actually see what avenues are available. Uh, reverse mortgages are good uh, if the individual um, does not owe um, pretty much anything or they're looking to have, I guess, additional money to help them as far as living expenses. But um, a lot of times, you know, in order to, I guess, make uh, become, there are other avenues that are better if a person is experiencing problems making their mortgage payment. And well, it's not so much experiencing problems as it is maybe making updates to your home and to have that also that extra cash to in case something happens with, you know, some major uh, air condition or something like that to not be frightened. Okay. If you don't have uh-huh. the ready cash on hand. Okay. Um, something you can also talk with your... Um, talk with your current mortgager um, and also your the bank that you actually do your banking with is a home equity loan or a second mortgage. Uh, that is something that's a fixed loan that is actually can um, be added to the mortgage that you owe. Typically, if you have a lot of equity in your home, um, and it, a lot of times the payments are a lot more affordable. So those are, uh, that is something that I would recommend for someone that is, you know, if you're looking to do home improvements or if you're looking to say if you need something to supplement your income, um, second mortgages, and basically identify and utilize um, individuals that you bank with on a, on a common basis, um, such as your, the bank that you have your checking in deposits with and also utilizing the mortgage company that you currently have, uh, let them know that you're interested in doing a second mortgage. Sometimes they offer those products also. All right. Janet, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, Before we go to the break, Christine, I wanted to talk about a short sale, uh, exactly what that is, uh, who is eligible for it. Is this an option to avoid foreclosure? Um, It it is. It's basically when you have a, a person who realizes that they 
really financially are not able to stay in their home. Um, a short sale is a sale of, of the actual home in which the net proceeds from selling the property will fall short of the debt um, secured by the liens against the property. And in this case, the mortgage or lender agrees to accept less than the amount owed on the debt, and the sale of the property can be accomplished. It's, it's, it's a beneficial um, thing that you can utilize. However, a lot of property owners do not realize that if you do a short sale, unfortunately, it will show as a negative reflection on your credit report. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes this kind of catches a lot of homeowners um, you know, off guard. So that is, I will say that's the downside to doing a short sale is that if you do a short sale to basically, you know, to get out of the home, you it will have some negative repercussions on your credit. All right, we need to take our final break. When we get back, uh, we will hopefully have some calls. 877-MPB-RING is the number. This morning we were talking about uh, your rights as a homeowner, foreclosure prevention, your rights during the foreclosure process. We'll talk about that when we return. What happens when a property is foreclosed on? What are your rights at that point? 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation and ask about uh, mortgages, your rights as a homeowner, uh, 877-672-7. 464 is the number. If you have any questions about loan modifications or loan reinstatements, give us a call. All our lines are currently open. You can also send an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Illegal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Christinia Townsend, staff attorney with North Mississippi Rural Legal Services in West Point. Today we've been talking about your rights as a homeowner as it relates to home ownership and foreclosure prevention and the foreclosure process. Uh, we have a call on the line. Libby is in Ocean Springs, but we'd like to give the number out, 877-MPB-RING. If you'd like to join the conversation, we do have some time left. If you have questions about your rights or any thoughts about loan modifications, loan reinstatements, any personal experiences, 877 877- 672-7464 is the number or email legal terms at mpbonline.org. Libby is in Ocean Springs. Good morning, Libby. What do you have for us? Good morning. Hey. Um, I just wanted to clarify about the home equity for the last caller. Okay. The lady had mentioned the possibility of the home equity, but she didn't explain that it's uh, you don't have to take the whole loan amount. It's you draw on it as you need it, and then only have to pay back what you actually drew. And this probably would be good for her, but that wasn't explained. Okay. Thanks, Libby. Uh, Any uh, follow-up comments on that, Attorney Townsend? 
Um, I don't, I don't have any follow up comments on that. Okay, Libby, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, so let's talk about once um, an individual reaches that point of foreclosure, what is the immediate thing that happens? Um, I mean, the bank just can't come and kick you out the first day or the first week. Is it what happens? Um, well, what happens is, is that um, there are two processes. There is a judicial foreclosure, and then there is also um, the non-judicial foreclosure. The non-judicial foreclosure is typically the most common in Mississippi. Um, it's an out-of-court foreclosure process, and what happens is, is that your deed of trust for your mortgage, it usually it contains a power of sale clause in which the borrower already pre-authorizes the sale of the property to pay off the balance in the event of a default. And where a power, where a power of sale clause exists, the power given to the lender to sell the property may be executed by the lender or their representative referred to as the trustee. And generally, a borrower will receive a default notice at least 30 days before the foreclosure sale, though the notice also includes those which may be provided for contractually in the deed of trust or those which may be imposed by the insurer. Um, no personal service is required uh, for this. After this, the trustee initiates the foreclosure sale process. And the foreclosure sale process will consist of the trustee must record a notice of sale containing a minimum of the description of the property, the deed of trust information, the parties involved, and the time, place, and terms of the sale. And the notice must be also posted at the courthouse door in the county where the property is located and published in a newspaper of general circulation in Zed County for a period of three consecutive weeks before the scheduled date of the sale. Mm-hmm. And if three weeks, um, the three to three weeks must be the same day. All three weeks then sell on the fourth week. If the four consecutive weeks ads run, the sale can be any of the seven days after the last ad. But if the sale is more than one week after date of last publication, then the actual foreclosure is void. So there is a, a period of time that will occur. Uh, before a person is actually removed from their home, which means that there is opportunities for you to seek relief or assistance from programs. Um, the sale, if it actually gets to this point, would typically take place at a public auction between the hours of 11 and 4, and it has to be for cash to the highest bidder. Um, the trustee may not bid on the property. Mm. However, the lender is permitted to bid. The sale may be held in the county where the property is located, or it's different in the county where the borrower resides. Um, the trustee can postpone the sale to the next day by announcing the postponement at the originally scheduled sale, and the winning bidder must supply the sale almost usually in the form of cash or certified funds as a sale. If not, the sale must be rescheduled or republished. Your actual judicial, if you have a mortgage company, that actually goes and does a um, judicial foreclosure, which this is not common in Mississippi. This is where the actual um, lender will file in court for for judicial foreclosure proceedings. Um, the court must issue a final judgment of foreclosure. The property is being sold as part of a publicly noticed sale by the sheriff. Um, a complaint is filed in court along with what is known as less pendants, which is a recorded document that provides public notice 
that the property is being foreclosed upon. This is where you actually, a complaint is filed in court and um, the homeowner is served with a notice, um, notice of complaint. And a hearing, a hearing occurs to determine the sufficiency of the complaint. It provides the opportunity for the borrower to file a written answer and a date for redemption is set. There's a sale date is set and then foreclosure sale occurs. So those are the, the types of actual foreclosures. It's not where a person is just automatically removed from their home. And I think that's a misconception. Um, believe it or not, most mortgage companies and lenders, um, now they're going to aggressively work to collect their payments, but really and truly it benefits them if they can assist you in remaining in the home and paying the mortgage because if a person actually, if they end up doing a short sale or they have to foreclose, typically they're going to lose money on the home. So that is why it's important to um, communicate with the mortgage mortgages, mortgage companies when you fall behind. A lot of times people make the mistake of cutting off their phone or blocking the numbers, um, um, throw, throwing correspondence from the mortgage lender in the trash, and definitely you should not do the, any of those things. Okay. Uh, we're going to squeeze one call in. Larry is in Jackson. Larry, we have about a minute. What do you have for us? Uh, yes, thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I and I may be a little late in the process, but I, in an effort to save my home from foreclosure, filed bankruptcy. Uh, in that process, uh, after I came out of uh, the bankruptcy settlement uh, and I tried to do something with the home, I found out that the mortgage was not affirmed uh, coming out of the bankruptcy. So, uh, I cannot do. I cannot get any financial information or file for any kind of uh, mortgage interest relief or anything uh, because the mortgage has not been affirmed. The mortgage company won't release any information. They also refuse to affirm the mortgage. And when I talked to the attorney that did the paperwork, uh, he says that he's not responsible for it and he can't refile it and that I have to pay a new attorney to refile the bankruptcy to get it opened back up in order to correct that error. Do you have any uh, thoughts or suggestions as to what uh, a solution would mean? I want okay. to Yeah, all right, Larry, we have about 30 seconds. So I can reduce the interest rate. Okay, we have about 30 seconds. Uh, go ahead, Christina. Um, well, definitely I'm sorry for your uh, situation. I think that with only 30 seconds, I would probably, you know, try to communicate with your attorney in writing uh, that you had. If you, we, um, you can also contact our office, Legal Services, to see if you qualify. We do do bankruptcies, Chapter 13 and Chapter 7. Um, and the number, you can call 1-800-498-1804. Um, if you're looking to do bankruptcy and to apply for legal assistance, you'll need to dial the number one three times. All right. So once again, the, the hotline number is 1-800-498-1804. And you can find more information on the website, which is www.nmrls.com. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate having you on. And we're going to go ahead and end the show. We'll be back next Tuesday morning at 10. Coming up next is Southern Remedy, relatively speaking, with Dr. Susan Butcher. So stay tuned. This is Think Radio on MPB.